This podcast is a part of the Carbon Almanac Network of Podcasts. Hi, I'm Imma. I live in Scotland. Hi, I'm Jen and I'm from Canada. Hi, I'm Ola Banji and I'm from Nigeria. Hello, I'm Liki and I live in Paris. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm from Peru. Welcome to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. In our conversations, we share ideas, perspectives, questions, and things we can actually do to make a difference. So don't be shy and join our Carbon Sessions because it's not too late. Hi, I'm Leaky. Um, the other day I was talking to a friend who's a meditation teacher, and he was telling me that he was going to start training to help kids deal with eco-anxiety. Yes. And eco-anxiety, I think it's a real issue for kids. Um, all they hear all day long is that the future will be not so bright, will even be terrible because um, they will have to face terrible challenges like extreme weather, food shortages, even war because of climate change. Right. And the worst of all is that there's nothing they can do about it. They have no power. <laughs> they have no power to change the course of, of the future because, uh, yes, I can understand because they're kids, right? <laughs> and so... Right, and, and their control level is, is, is not as, is quite the level of adults have, right? And teenagers and this kind of That's stuff. why Rick from Ohio, right? Oh, Rick from Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, yeah. So you are part of the uh, Carbon Almanac Network. Yes. And you reach out to Carbon Sessions saying that you have, you're a part of something brilliant, actually. Something brilliant. And you even share an article with us, which talks about the origin somehow, the origin of bicycle. And I was amazed to find out that actually the invention of bicycle <laughs> is somehow to relate to a mishap of weird weather. Yes. So just in, just in general, you think about, uh, you know, biking as it came, came along as, as uh, people were looking for different ways to move through the environment. And uh, it's, a, it's a tool. Now that's what I think is is the key. Bicycle is a is a simple tool that can be used by most anybody. I mean, you can you, there's adaptive cycles as well to move around the environment. And so it's also you think about with kids. You know, if you're under 16 years old, you can't drive in most places. So how do you get around the environment unless somebody else takes you there uh, in a car or some other way, uh, or on transport or on a bike? But as a child, you can actually get on a bike and travel somewhere. So independent mobility is an interesting thing for children and uh, the bikes have been around for quite a long time. I mean, they've been around since the 18th century, right? And so the big heyday obviously was around the turn of the 20th century where we had bikes across in Paris, for example. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Major Taylor, who was an American uh, cyclist uh, around the turn of the century. And he actually competed in Paris in a lot of events. And so uh, it's, uh, you know, at that time, uh, it, bike, biking was big around the world. So you said something, um, you said that you have wonderful memories of you uh, bicycling when you oh. were, from when you <laughs> were a child. So can you share some of these wonderful memories? Well, certainly. I think I got my first bicycle when I was uh, in second grade. So that would have been about, what, eight years old. And I remember uh, just the freedom. 
did you get from it? Uh, being there was a hill behind my house, and so the you know as a as a child, you know, one of these things you like doing is is going fast, right? So you, um, on the bike on the hill, I had this exhilaration of flying down the hill on this bike and having that freedom to do it, and you know that that kind of thing stayed with me throughout my life. But as I kept biking and went into later years, so fifth grade in the U.S., uh, eleven years old, and now I, I'm part of the, the school um, safety patrol, and I'm the crossing guard as well. And so I'd bike to school in the morning, and I'd be a crossing oh. guard. And and then, you know, it's fascinating. That's, I think I was reflecting on this yesterday about maybe that was my start in recycling, because I used to go out, and um, at that time, bottles were had a deposit on them. So if you had a glass mm-hmm. bottle from a soda, um, there was a deposit, and not everybody would return them. So I would go out on my bike and collect up these these soda bottles. <laughs> And then turn them in and get my money for right. for um, for movies. So, <laughs> so that was your entrepreneurial, yeah, <laughs> entrepreneur and a, but also start into a recycle. I didn't think about you know taking care of the environment that way, but it gave me a, a lot of freedom. I could move around. I could go to school. I could go to the movies. I could go to the pool. I had a lot of things within a five mile radius. I could go to sports practice, for example. I picked up a uh, paper route later on, uh, delivering papers in sixth grade. So you think of this early age being mobile to be able to get out to places and go to your friend's house and those type of things. I think the bike is a wonderful tool for children. It's, it's, it's uh, intersectional in the fact that it, mm. it focuses on independence. So that growth, self-confidence, resilience, but it also gives children, from what you are talking earlier, it gives children a way to, without maybe even knowing it, take climate action because you're replacing a trip that might be in, in a vehicle that's using fossil fuel with something that's under your own power. So that's the, how they can teach their parents how to be climate active. Uh, exactly. There's some great studies uh, out of the U.S. recently looking at um, middle school children going through um, classes in climate change and them being able to um, use intergenerational learning to, to help their parents or their grandparents understand that and change their, their um, mindset on climate change. And I think bicycling can do the same thing. Mm. And it's also great sport because uh, oh, exercising. Yeah, yes, yeah. it is. Yeah, so not only do you have the health aspect of it because of it's, it's a recreational tool, but it's also in my, in my life, it's been a recreational tool. It's been a place to, in, for independence to get the destinations. Um, it's a tool I use to go, okay, what's best today to get around? Is it walking today? Is it biking today? Is it taking a bus? Is it driving? And the other part is it, it you can commute with it. You know, most trips in, in a lot of cases underneath five miles, the larger majority is something you could do by a bike because mm-hmm. those are most of our vehicle trips are short distances. And so you can replace those uh, in most cases with a, with a, especially today with an e-bike. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, it's another kind of tool for me. My office, my previous office was um, very, well, actually quite close to my home. So I could walk there. I could take the metro. Ah, yes. But mm-hmm. um, it's like if I walk there, uh, which I did most days, uh, which is about 30 minutes walk. So it's very easy, uh, a very nice walk in, in Paris. But sometimes I use it. Um, I, I bicycle to work for a very specific reason because of the traffic. Yes. And if I, you know, when I wake up in the morning and I feel very, very stressed, and I want to think about something else. Ah. I get a bike. I don't have my own bike. In Paris, we have a wonderful uh, bike rental system. So I rent a bike and I have to be very, very focused on my bike. And it worked magic. It worked like magic. You know, I just have to focus on my 
on my bike and you know keeping Wonderful. keeping myself like sane and alive and then yes. and all my worries for the day disappear so i arrive at work all fresh <laughs> so I, I, it's it's funny and i used to, i used to commute uh, to work by bike and the whole that, that's the same thing one um commuting by bike my travel was always within 5 minutes mm-hmm. so it was a 20, 20 to 25 minute bike ride, but it was always within a five minute window there to get there. And so it's very reliable and consistent, but it was also, like you said, it's, it's, um, it's one of these where people who bike for their commute actually are some of the happier people out there with their commute because you are, it's that Zen feeling. It's fun. You're seeing the environment. You see this with children on different, uh, things they're doing. Uh, there have been a lot of uh, critical masses or bike to school efforts across the international, across the globe. And you know, I've, I've seen some recently in Europe as well. And you to see the children out there biking, having that freedom to get to school in the morning. Just think about the fact you got to work, you had that Zen, the stress was released. And now here are kids that go and bike to school and they're focused. They, they, they've used up some of that energy and now they pay more attention when they're in the classroom. So I think it's a wonderful tool to think about that. They're exploring their environment, but then they're also more focused when they get the, to the school. Yeah. And as we, before we started, you say that Paris is a great city because there's a lot of biking here happening yes. here. I would say yes, but uh, there's so <laughs> many. I mean, yes, they are, they are in theory. It's a great place for cycling because there are, there are different lanes. And uh, but now there's so many people cycling in Paris that I'm even afraid of doing it myself. So I just <laughs> um, I haven't been on. I mean, I'm going to get a bike because I I've uh, identified a swimming pool. I'm going to I'm going to go to, and um, I figure out that the best way for me to get there is to cycle. So I'm going to get a bike to do that. But before that, I thought, wow, I you know there are too many bikes in Paris now, and I cannot see a kid cycling safely on the roads in Paris. Honestly. So you're right. Infrastructure continues to be the area where we need to focus on the most. Um, if you think about it, if we create separated bike infrastructure, for example, what they have in the Netherlands, and you see it in places they're growing here in the U.S. too, in the District of Columbia, Washington, and other locations. If you have that infrastructure, then it allows all different people, whether you know, a old, younger, older, to bike, get out there and be comfortable. Uh, in the Netherlands, they have quite a few they, if you go over there, it's, it's a little scary initially because there's so many bikes, like you said, and Paris, the same thing. But if you have the, the appropriate infrastructure, if you think about it, then more people can bike. It's like having a wider sidewalk so more people can walk. And in in general, that that's going to help reduce vehicle miles traveled, so reduce the carbon footprint or the greenhouse gas emissions. In most cases, it'll also reduce congestion because if you got more people biking and walking or taking transit than driving, then people who need to drive or want to drive, then they usually have a different experience. Mm, yeah. Um, is there any organization or places we can look at in the web to find out more about um, biking for kids? Sure. Um, we've created a website that's called um, Kids Walk Bike. Okay. And, and that's the Early Childhood Mobility Coalition. But you can also go to other places. The League of American Bicyclists in the United States uh, focuses on, on youth bicycling. Uh, you have other groups like Safe Routes to Schools National Partnership um, that actually will focus on biking for kids at, at different ages. Uh, there, there are a lot of different initiatives within the United States of individuals and groups mm-hmm. focusing on 
kids from anywhere from 18 months to you know, through high school and on. 18 months? Yeah. They're, two wheels bikes. Yeah, exa- the two uh, balance bikes, yes. So you can use a, um, it depends, some, some that early might be one of the ones that had the four wheels and, and you can take, two, or three wheels, you can take one, one or two of those off and that turns into a balance bike. I'm not sure if you're familiar with balance bikes, yeah. but balance bikes are fairly new and a lot of people don't know what they are. But for, for kids as, as, as young as 18 months or on, you can get on a bike because it gets a low center of gravity. Mm-hmm. It, they, it's both their feet are on the ground. Yeah. They start off, they learn about balance and coordination. And when there's recent, recent research out of um, researchers from Portugal that show riding a balance bike actually speeds up the ability to get on a pedal bike and, and learn how to do that for a child. Ooh. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to, if, and plus they say, if you get kids biking early, it's better for their motor skills. And so they may be more likely to do it. And as you said earlier, when kids are out there doing this, parents tend to go out there and do this too. <laughs> so you get the parents involved. And um, in, in my case, I'm a grandparent and I have uh, four granddaughters who are biking. And they're from uh, two three-year-olds and two five-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Two are on balance bikes. Two, the other two started on balance bikes, but they're now on pedal bikes. And they bike with me when we get around. I go on my e-bike now. I get to have that <laughs> little bit of extra. <laughs> powered. <laughs> powered, right? <laughs> yeah. And as for the equipment besides the bike, what do they need? Well, generally, if, if you're just riding, like you said, going to work or in my commute, I just get on a bike with whatever I'm wearing that day. That that should be, you know, in a ideal world, if, if you have the infrastructure, you should be able to get on a bike with whatever you need to wear for that weather. And bicycles uh, get stolen very often in Paris as well. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, a big part of kids biking to school um, or anywhere else, and this was a discussion I was on. I heard yesterday when they were talking about uh, electric bikes in Denver, Colorado, was the need for um, bike storage secure bike storage. And that's the case for anywhere is having uh, secure bike storage is so important because if I'm going to a destination, I would like to have my bike there when I go in and I shop or I do anything else, I come back out, I'd like it to be there. So, I mean, a bike share obviously helps alleviate that issue because you take a bike from one place to another and you put it in the rack and you can get another bike and, and go about your business. But if, it, if you're having your own bike, then you would like to have a place that can be out of the weather, stored. Yeah, that's why I don't want to buy a, a brand new bike. It's bicycle gets stolen very easily stolen here. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and bikes in general, you think you know, people will buy a range of bikes and that's fine too. But, you know, it, my first bike was a... Um, I bought it at a yard sale. My parents bought it at a yard sale for me. And so uh, that, and when I started uh, getting back into riding on the road as an adult, um, I was using a bike that was a 1980s. <laughs> it was, um, it had, it had the downshifters on the uh, tube and everything else. So it was an older bike, but it was fine. It got me around everywhere I wanted to go. And if it, and if somebody borrowed it from me, then it wasn't yeah, such a big deal. Yeah. And, I have another question um, regarding the the bicycle for kids. At what age you can let them move around by themselves? Because they need to have a notion of the space of you know where they can go. So that's a that's that's a great question. So you know, you like I said earlier, you can teach children earlier bike skills, right? And but when when do you let them be independently mobile? And I think that's that's going to be a call on each parent uh, based on the child's development. And usually that comes a little later. It could be earlier, but usually around that that uh, probably ten to twelve year age, that type of thing. There's an interesting um, organization called Let Grow, 
um, Lenore Skenazy in the U.S. She's she's focused on letting kids be more independent, and the idea is, you know, letting kids go out there and and take take a bus, take a subway, take. I mean, it 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 really depends on where you live, um, what what's available. You you know, the child's development is, is key too because. You know, having independent mobility actually helps build resilience and self-confidence. Yeah, that's. Uh... So I, yeah, it's going it's going to differ in, in many because many different factors come into it. You know, I was again traveling pretty independently. Uh, my my sister and I, uh, we walked to school uh, to get to the bus. We walked we walked three blocks in the city uh, in Germany to um, get to the school bus, and she was ten and I was seven. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So a message to the parents? I think the message to the parents in this case is that biking is such a beneficial activity in the fact that kids, just put it this way, I'm not sure remember if you remember back to when the first time you rode a bike was, but if, if you look at kids when they learn how to ride a pedal bike, and I just watched this on my granddaughters, you see the smile yes. on their face. Yes. <laughs> when they take off and they've, they've, they've mastered that skill to do that. And so I think... If you, you think you not only there's this self-confidence, this resilience that comes in, it's great for physical activity. That's my focus is on play and, and physical activity research and beneficial outcomes for children. But the idea is you get more physical activity. Kids are having fun. They're learning a lifelong skill. Um, it allows them to move around pretty independently later on when, when, you, when the parents feel like they're able to do that, like biking down to a friend's house or going other places. Um, allows you to take them out on, on, on bike rides in, for recreational purposes. Uh, so the, academic wise, as I talked earlier, maybe more attentive in the class, they bike to school. So there's so many things that come out that um, from a social emotional standpoint and a physical and mental health a benefit if you have your kids bike. Okay. And also, I think there's a message for the local municipalities is to make the infrastructure more easy to access and safer. Oh, certainly. Uh, you know, if you see places where you have upswing in um, biking, uh, especially uh, gender related too so more balance from from men and women biking or kids or older adults biking it's going to be with safe infrastructure it's going to be with separated infrastructure because obviously you, you can ride on the road in many places that's the way it was set up but any place you see with trails that move from place to place or separated bike infrastructure people feel more comfortable they're not interacting they don't have that conflict as as, as much uh potentially with with vehicles so it's It's, it's a much nicer ride in a way to me, to me because you're, you're you're able to look around you and see what's going on in nature and 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 I and I, I ride my bike and I stop and I look at things on the way to work so I go oh you know biking to me is only one of the few things that I would bike out of my way and take longer time yeah, to commute yeah precisely <laughs> sometimes because yeah. I want yes. <laughs> so yeah um, it to me that's a that's a wonderful okay, thing great and the last remark advice uh, recommendation try it I mean I I've worked with people from you know like I said working with kids uh, I'm, I'm a League of American bicyclist a certified instructor and I've worked with kids and I've worked with adults and it just it's it's never ends uh, the fascinating thing I see is when when either child or a Uh, a teen or an adult gets on the bike for a first time or gets back on a bike and feels that freedom of getting out there on the bike. It's just a wonderful thing, I think. And it, it gives you another option for moving around the environment uh, in a way that it's more comfortable. And I think also from a, um, it's also the other part I said earlier, I was doing, looking at some research, social interaction is 
is pretty good on a bike as well. So if you're biking with friends or biking to places, people tend to stop and talk mm. to each other because they know they can catch up and move faster if they need to on, on the bike. So it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing from building community and social interaction as well as the, the other uh, physical and mental health benefits. Great. Thank you, Rick, for this conversation. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's wonderful. Appreciate it. Bye. You've been listening to Carbon Sessions, a podcast with carbon conversations for every day with everyone from everywhere in the world. We'd love you to join the Carbon Sessions so you too can share your perspectives from wherever you are. This is a great way for our community to learn from your ideas and experiences, connect, and take action. If you want to add your voice to the conversation, go to thecarbonalmanac.org slash podcasts and sign up to be part of a future episode. This podcast is also part of the Carbon Almanac Network. For more information, to sign up for the emails, to join the movement, and to order your copy of the Carbon Almanac, go to thecarbonalmanac.org. Be sure to subscribe and join us here again, as together we can change the world.